0: You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for digital media.
1: Hello, all you amazing people joining us today on Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and co-host, Ken Miller. Ken, it's good to see you, buddy.
0: Always good to see you, Wendy.
1: <laughs> I love it. I don't know if you mean that. You kind of have that I little would, mark on I your face, but I'm going to take it.
0: I wouldn't say unless I meant it. <laughs>
1: Well, this week we're going to actually talk about something that, you know, it's very common. It's not like it's, it's a term that we haven't discussed in multiple ways. Um, but it was a very interesting question of one of my clients came to me and when Ken and I were talking about a topic, I'm like, you know what? I think it's actually really good to discuss, especially knowing that, you know, the people that are listening, you may not all be trainers. You're kind of looking into, you know, fitness and a different mindset. Maybe you're a fitness enthusiast and so we're going to talk about circuit training. Um, but the question that my client had was, well, you know, do we do circuit training, or we do HIT, right? We do HIT training, or or what what do we do? And so I thought it was interesting because you know she's been working out with me for over a year, <laughs> and she doesn't know how to explain the type of workout that we do do other than I always challenge her in different ways. And um, while she finds it interesting, she didn't know really how to explain it. So.
0: Yeah, isn't it, isn't it great when you have clients that pay attention to what's actually happening versus they come in as, as say a mindless drone, they they you know and they they do exactly what you just tell them to do and then they you know they're sweating, then they they walk out, right? Yeah. But you do have those clients that say, well, how come, you know, how come we did it this way today and you did it a different way the last time, and then you did it a different way last month. Well right. And I and I love those questions because they're they're genuinely interest, you know, genuinely interested in you know and what what their body is doing it or or in some clients' case they're they're interested in in my frame of mind when it came to okay, how did you pick that exercise? How did you figure out that today is going to be 12 reps versus eight reps, or how did you figure out that this was gonna be a 15-second station? versus a 60 second station, yeah. right? Yeah. So so when you put those programs together, you know I, I love it, I love it when they when they have the question. It's like, why did you do that? or why am I sweating so much more now? or why is my heart racing so much more now? Than than the other time we worked out, right? So mm-hmm. I, I love it that you're getting the same thing from your clients, Wendy.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's really important just to talk about kind of like the definitions. So you know, when you're talking about HIT training, I mean, basically it's high intensity interval training. I mean, that's what it stands for, and that's exactly what you're doing. You are going 95 to 100 percent of anything that you have. You're putting into that one particular exercise anywhere like 30 seconds or less, you would not be able to withstand that. And basically it's going to take 10 seconds or less um, before you burn out. If you're truly doing a hit um, type of um, exercise and, you know, on average you're doing anywhere from eight to 10 um, exercises. Again, those are more for time. They are more cardio based. So you are trying to, you know, maximize that, but you're also doing this for anywhere from like you know 30 minutes or less. There's no way on average it's really 15 to 25 minutes is a true hit workout. and it's mainly because you don't have any more to get. you have put it all on the line, it's all out there. So when somebody's like, oh I did hit training for an hour, that's probably not correct. There might have been some components of doing something 100% like a sprint as fast as you can. but usually when you're doing hit, you're doing something really really hard for 10 seconds. And then that remaining time is rest before you have to do it again. And so for example, you might sprint as fast as you possibly can. And then when you hit that stopping point or I'm saying stop after 10 seconds, you may be um, walking the rest of the track until I tell you to prepare to get ready again. And uh, once again, it's 95 to 100% of what you have. And so, you know, it's a quick way of doing it, you know, Tabata training, you know, those of you guys that have known about that, you know, it's 10 seconds or, a, you know, a few seconds on some rest. It's a very short period of time. I think a true Tabata can is what five, 10 minutes max, um,
0: yeah. eight rounds, of yeah. 30 seconds. It's not, but if you do it right, if you're doing that Tabata right, where you're, you're intense for, for, for 10, 20 seconds, depending on what the ratio is but um, but you have to get that rest in between mm-hmm. and and if you're going as intense as the the original research showed you're i mean you literally that's all you've got for that 10 seconds right mm-hmm. and and when if you can go longer than that then chances are you you're not going intense enough right but the the idea here is that you you it's it's also again something that we talked about many a time as, as far as technique goes. So if you're doing it crisp, great technique, you're only going to do it for that short amount of time. Give your rest period, give your chance to recover, and then repeat it. All right, And then if you got eight minutes, then that's that's all you that's all you need. But to your point earlier, Wendy, when you have these, when you have clients or people saying, Yeah, I did this for a minute. It's like did you really do something high intensity for a minute? Because like to your point, Wendy, if, if, if it's really high intensity, you don't have that, that much gas in the tank to operate at that high of a level. Chances are, and this is something that I see a lot of people in the gyms um, doing, the, they say they're doing high intensity and if they're doing it for a minute, right? If you watch the last 30 seconds of anything that's <laughs> supposed to be high intensity, like box jumps, right? That's my biggest pet peeve, right? They're trying to do these 18-inch box jumps, right? They jump up, jump down, right? Which, however much force is coming through their knees there, jump up, jump down, they're doing that for a minute. And, you know, the first three or four might look good, but then the next 30 seconds, it's just, I, you, just you just feel bad for the people because it's just, the, you know, you think, man, if you're not hurting now, a month from now, three months from now, something is going to happen. And they, some it doesn't, some it does, but it's just, you're not doing yourself any favors if you're drawing out. Again, if the if the topic right now that we're talking about is high intensity, if you're doing something for a minute, I, and if you're thinking, no, I'm doing box jumps for a minute, it's like, no, you know, <laughs> you're basically crawling onto a box and jumping <laughs> down. Yeah, At 95
1: but- to 100%, it would be very difficult to do that for a minute. So, yeah, again, that's so- but but I think that's what, you know, today on Random Fit, Ken Miller and myself when he we're talking about circuit training. So, so far we just we just wanted to define where some confusion lies because people start talking about hit training and, you know, and again, we we went through talked about hit training and what that is when we talk about circuit training, which is kind of the topic for today, there are so many different ways of doing circuit training. And so if you're feeling bored in your workout and you want to, you know, spice it up a little bit, you know, you can spice it up in the resistance portion. You can spice it up when you're doing different, you know, cardio, or if you have like just a short amount of time, then why don't you implement, you know, circuit training in as your workout, and you're kind of getting Mm -hmm. both. And so, you know, On average, when you're thinking about defining it, circuit training is going from one exercise to another, to another, kind of what we call more of a vertical load. You're going for either a number of set and time, then you're going to go to something different and then something different. And sometimes these are done in stations. If it's a group of people, if you're one of my clients, I might have you just go one after another, after another, I might throw in and sprinkle in something that I know is going to get your heart rate up for that 10 or 15 seconds. So it is high intensity for that particular cardio moment. And then we go back into the exercise. So it is something that is going to keep your heart rate elevated. It is something with very little rest, but these types of programs, when you're doing a true circuit last anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes, and you are able to withstand and maintain proper form and the integrity of your movement. However, rest is provided as well. It's just done in a little different fashion.
0: Right. And for your rest, Wendy, I mean, versus just sitting and resting to talk about rest again, if we're talking about some kind of, um, you know, recovery from a more intense exercise selection. So if I have a a eight exercise list, the rest that we're talking about when we talk about rest is more of an active rest than it is, okay, Mm -hmm. why don't you go sit on the bench, drink a water, towel off, you know, take a couple deep breaths and come back. in. In some situations, I'll do that. But when it comes to a circuit, if I'm working with a group, especially, I want them moving, right, especially, you know, if they've, they've had a day where they're sitting behind the computer, and it's just about, okay, let's just get you upright, And moving the hips, moving the shoulders, do something with some intensity, and then do something like a balance exercise, which again, gives your heart rate an opportunity to come down. Right, work on something that we all need, which is some some balance or integrated training. You know, using the foot and the hips in a way you haven't used it all day, and then get right back into it. So again, if we're talking about terminology, I think rest is one part that I wind up clarifying more for people than anything else. Because like I thought you said, this is our rest station. I go, <laughs> no, it's the it's a rec- I'll say recovery rest station in that. You're not doing something that's getting your heart rate above 150. You're doing something that's trying to get your heart rate down to about 100, 110. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, when you say rest, I that's something I have to clarify with my clients as far as a rest, what a rest station is.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and, and you know, and that's the beauty of, of what we do. We can be creative in so many ways. I mean, you know, with some of my, my elite athletes, I will go one exercise to another. We do it for reps. And so sometimes that's called like, you know, reps for time. They have to complete so many reps within a certain period of time because I want them to have a specific tempo and they don't get rest in between maybe five different exercises. And then I'll do what I call, and I've talked about this multiple times in the past, uh, something like a metabolic blast. I may put them on a sled and they're having to push a sled for 15 seconds, hundred percent of what they have left in the tank, then they get to rest for 90 seconds and we repeat. Again, that's more for someone that's very conditioned. I would not necessarily do that for one of my more sedentary clients or someone that's beginning exercises, um, because rest is important in order to, you know, form is more important. The quality of movement is more important than the number or the amount of time. But, you know, so you need to think about, you know, what is it that you're doing now and then how can you change it up? So you can do it, like I just said, you know, exercises, And then, um, you know, some some type of blast and then a full rest. You can do like Ken just suggested doing things in, um, you know, kind of a circuit fashion and then doing active recovery. But then I think it's also important, too, when we're talking about, you know, something like, um, you know, you've got. uh, Oh, gosh, there's so many different ones you can do numbers you know, so they have to complete 20. They go to another one and complete 20. They go to 20 and they're just going from one, one station to another, and they're doing as many rounds as they possibly, you know, can. Um, and then they're seeing how many times they can get through that circuit. That's one. So when we talked about a timed workout, that's what we mean. Um, there's also, you know, weightlifting. So we've got something that is really no time. It's all about, you know, are you, are you trying to get, maximal strength, or are you trying to get hypertrophy, which means growing in size. And if you're trying to do that, you're only doing eight to 12 reps, you're resting. And then you're going to go and do that same exercise again. So that's what we call more of a horizontal load. And then we've got something called EMOM. So EMOM, I was like, oh, well, that sounds pretty fun. You know, like, does that mean like, you know, something online? No, EMOM stands for every minute on the minute. So you're performing specific exercise at the start of every minute for a a particular amount of time. And so, you know, oftentimes those are done like an eight minute intervals. And so while you're going through and you're thinking about different ways of doing this, you know, how do you want to do it? And then, you know, your form and not sacrificing that, I think, is the most important um, when you are doing circuit type training. But, you know, there's also fun ways of doing it too. You can do it with partners and you know, you can do it competition style, you know, you can, you know, if you're outside and you're wanting to do like a circuit outside where, you know, you may be at the park, you know, maybe doing certain push-ups for a certain amount of time and then, you know, like you're running bases and you have to tag, you know, we did that even with the kids and it's super fun, but it's a circuit way of training that keeps your heart rate up and elevated. And, um, you know, so it doesn't matter if you're doing Imam. it doesn't matter if you're doing every rep, it doesn't matter anything. It's more of what are you doing? What's fun and how are you changing up your workout?
0: Yeah. And, and, and we're talking about time and, 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 you know, going from one station to the next. And I think, you know, the, 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 the hidden jewels or hidden gems when it comes to, um, doing these circuits, whatever your, whatever your circuits, um, are you can change, yeah, you can change the tempo, right? you can change uh, you know the tempo from the standpoint that if I want to work on you know we're talking about speed and power and strength as you talked about Wendy, but for the most part, you can also look at working on stability. So one of the things that I'll do with my especially my older group uh, where stability and balance winds up being a big part of what our our group goal is, if it's a 1 minute station what i might do is i'll have them go okay i want you to do this 3 seconds down do a little hold and then come back up right so if i'm doing let's say a single leg squat station right if i do a single leg squat station i'm going to squat hold and then come back up and that's what they're going to do a minute i even have stations where they do that for 90 seconds right and then or i'll i'll split it up okay right leg is 60 seconds left leg is 60 seconds so I'll have these longer endurance type of, of exercises. So, so balance, but I'll also give them a longer, a longer time frame for that. So, uh, and, and with those, with those circuit mixes, Wendy, I'll, I'll mix and match a little bit. So one station will be, you know, doing that single leg squat slow, right? 60 minutes on one leg, 60 minutes on the other leg but then it's 60 60 minutes. That's a really long
1: long rep right there, my friend.
0: (laughs) But then, but then on another station, I might say, you know, if it's more of a strength, I might say, do, do 10, 10, um, 10 squats with your hands behind your head and elbows out to the side and then rest for the remaining minute. Right. So I'll I'll do, I'll do a, a blend of those concepts that you listed off. So you have the reps, you have the time but i might say on the minute if you get your your 10 10 15 reps in rest for the balance of that minute because the next station this is what you're going to do so in talking about what they're going to do within that time again a lot of what's typically done you know when you're watching i, lo- I love watching people that train clients in the park because a lot of times it's, it's going to be a butt kicker it's going to be something that gets your heart rate up but not I don't see it as often and I'd like to see it more in trainers out there. So if you're a trainer who's guiding group led circuit-based programs, add in a recovery station where they are squatting, where they're maybe doing, let's say, the world's greatest stretch, or they're doing something mobility related to, mm-hmm. to offset the high intensity that you are more likely doing for the most of the of the workout.
1: And I think that's really, really, really important, Ken, because we often think we have to constantly do something that is going to, you know, wind somebody like, you know, make them out of breath and get their heart rate like elevated to an extreme high level and keep it there. If somebody does like you suggested, if somebody was doing like a, you know, a four two, one squat, meaning they went down for four seconds, they held the, the bottom for two seconds and came back up and you had them do that for a minute on each leg. And then you had them go run the stairs for a minute. And then they went and did something like a single leg deadlift. And again, going down for four seconds, pausing and then running back up. And then they went into some kind of, you know, uh, backwards walk uphill, for example, and they're working again, the same muscles, but in a different way. That is going to be way more beneficial. There's different muscles, uh, fibers within our muscles. So we're training slow and fast. We're working them together in a circuit. So it's going to be extremely intense. But if you think it doesn't have to be really fast, if you are controlling, slowing the motion, that time under tension is a crusher for more people because people are used to moving faster than they are moving slower, especially in the gym. And so I find that to be, you know, something that, we don't take advantage of when we talk about circuit training, but I think it's something that if you're not doing that now, try it and then see what you think. Cause it's not as easy as it sounds.
0: Yeah. And I think for, for our listeners out there, um, listening to both Wendy Batts and I, Ken Miller talking about circuit training here on random fit, evaluate, evaluate your workout. Look at what you've been doing. Like I'll, I'll tell my clients or maybe somebody I'm consulting with. As far as their workout routine, because that's that's one thing that I'll do is, you know, if you've got a gym membership, and you're a little stale and you just need a little tune-up, maybe not so much instruction on how to exercise, but it's like I've been doing this workout. I've been, you know, I've I've got a long history of working out, um but I'm I'm stagnant. I've plateaued. Look at your workout. What have you been doing for the last month, two months, three months? And sometimes, like like what we talked about, Wendy, it's like if I'm doing all my bench presses, all my squats, all my lat pull downs, all my lunges, right? And you've been doing that same type of what we, again, you mentioned that more of a horizontal based program where you finish all of one type of exercise and then you move into the next. You can take that same workout and then just go now bench press, squat, lat pull down, lunge sip of water, maybe get a little balance work and then start it up again. So a lot of times uh, as exercisers, you have the tools, you know how to work out, you know how to how to exercise, but sometimes you can kind of reformat what you're already doing and then just put it one exercise right after the other, no rest in between. But now the, the challenge being if you have a gym membership or you like to work out at five o'clock when the gym is its busiest, the the challenge winds up being is accessing the space or the equipment to do an exercise circuit right so if 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 you did the exercise i'm talking about bench press lap pull down you're gonna do a squat right let's just assume that's in a squat rack or lunges with dumbbells now you need to access a bench press you need to access a lap pull down you need to access a, a a squat rack and you need to access let's say 40 pounds for for your lunges, well, on a Monday night, five o'clock, getting a bench, getting a <laughs> pull down, getting a squat rack, not gonna happen, right? Because people say, uh, you know, it's a, uh, I'm on my circuit right now. Can I get in on that? It's like, uh, no, we're in the middle of our circuit, right? So you you know you're gonna have to accommodate what you have available to you when it comes to some of these circuits, especially if you're working out in a fitness wellness or gym, health club, wherever the situation may be, where you're working with other people. So I think that's one of the, the challenges to making those change-ups. But I think when you can make the change, make the change as far as mixing up what you currently do and putting it in one of the formats that that you, you brought up, Wendy.
1: Isn't that a Michael Jackson song? You're gonna make a change, you know? I don't know, Anyway, that's yeah. all. I, when you kept saying it over and over, that's like song started popping in my head. So- Again, thank you for joining us today on random fit. So, uh, <laughs> but you know what, you make a really good, really good um, comment uh, or, or case for, for being busy. But I also think at that point, if you know that that gym is busy on those certain days, then maybe keep those body parts to a different day. Cause on Tuesdays yeah. it's like ghost town when you're trying to do bench because everybody seems to do bench on Mondays. But, but I think it's also, you know, if you're going to do a circuit, if you could do dumbbells, because therefore you're challenging each side independently, even if you're working on it together, maybe instead of doing a chest press on the bench, maybe you're going to try to do a chest press on the ball or even laying on the floor. So grab the weights that you need, kind of secure a little area. Again, the gym's not yours. You have to share it. Um, And then try to be creative of thinking exactly what Is it that, you know, that you can do what muscle, you know, are you trying to, to, um, to fire or what is the prime mover that you're working and then just keep moving. And so, especially if you're a weight loss client, if you really want to lose weight, doing vertical loading one after another, after another, limiting the rest periods and really just trying to get through it, you're going to see a better result, better outcome. You're also going to spend less time in the gym or you can maybe spend more time doing the recovery, like the stretches that nobody ever wants to do after they work out. And so I think all of that is really important. And, you know, creativity is always important. You know, Ken and I have done a ton of different random fits talking about different ways of working out, how to change up your workouts. So if you are interested, I would tell you to go back and listen to those. But just know when you're, when you're speaking about working out, you know, there, there are so many different varieties, not one is better is one is not better than another. They're just different. They have different results, different outcomes, try different things, you know, do it for reps, do it for time, slow things down, you know, maybe do a slow one and a fast one, depending on what your goals are. And then, you know, there's drop sets where you start lifting heavy and you go like, you know, 10 and nine and eight, there's different ways of doing, um, varying up your workouts. And so, Ken, I think you make a very, very good point there. And uh, just know high intensity is not usually what we're talking about when we're talking about circuit training. They are very different with different outcomes, different results, even though they do provide cardio to your workout.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think the, the other part of it is, is, you know, we we've, we've kind of talked about doing traditional exercises in a circuit, but and, and you mentioned, I think for a little bit, Wendy, is like when you're doing the sprints, you can add sprints in there, right? You can add, like I'll add a skill mill run or the skill row. I'll add that just kind of boost up the, the cardio and train there and then to to put that into the to circuit as well. But again, uh, just like with anything else, you're limited. Um, your, your workouts are limited on your creativity, but you have to be creative within 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 reason when it comes to picking I can't just okay well, what do I want to do with the dumbbell today right so use use common <laughs> common sense techniques and like so I'm not giving you just free will when it comes to exercise selection but you know use what works uh use what you've seen work for you start from there right and then you can mix things up right so if you're if you're training with a good trainer um you know talk about different formats and especially if you notice that your instructor is kind of stuck in in a certain way of doing things. So make
1: these Yeah, but don't tell your instructor that. Are you excuse me, are you in a rut, my friend? Are
0: you find <laughs> <laughs> you yourself a, You jacket. should
1: listen to this episode that can give you some variations. Maybe you should eat mom, maybe you should yeah. do it for yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, share this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Just text it. All right. So, uh great information, Wendy, and I think you know, if, if our clients are asking us, chances are you as an exerciser who's listening to the Random Fit podcast here with both Wendy Bats and I, um, Ken Miller, you're probably thinking the same thing. So great episode, I think. I think. I mean, it's, it's 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 something that does need to be considered as far as the other way of preventing plateaus and sparking up changes in the body. So no better way to save time and do all those other than with circuit training. So Wendy, thank you so much with sharing your insights when it comes to circuit training on this episode of Random Fit. So if you like what we have to talk about today, like, follow, subscribe, download, and comment. Don't forget to share. Uh, But until next time here on Random Fit, take care and be well.